Welcome to Free Your Children on 1460 AM Christian Radio. I am your host, Tiffany Boyd, and my mission here at Free Your Children is to share the truth in love about education. I hope this ministry equips you for battle. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Ephesians 6, 10 through 11. I want to thank Safe Storage for sponsoring tonight's show. If you have storage needs and you are in the Middle Tennessee area in Columbia, Mount Pleasant, Safe Storage can take care of all of those storage needs for you. You can reach them at safestoragetn.com. That's safestoragetn.com. If you would like to sponsor Free Your Children, you can reach me at freeyourchildren at gmail.com. And if you would like to support all the work that Free Your Children is doing and the special projects that we're working on, if you support biblical education, then you can make a donation on our website at freeyourchildren.com. I'm currently working on putting together a seminar for pastors and their wives that will focus on biblical education. The seminar will be four hours in length and a meal will be provided. So we don't want to charge our pastors to attend this event. So the donations obviously will be for covering the cost of that particular seminar. So if you're interested, you can, supporting that event, you can make a donation over on the website. You can also find me at the Borough Pulse, that's B-O-R-O, P-U-L-S-E.com, where I am a monthly contributor, and all of my articles there are all about education. You can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, again, my website, freeyourchildren.com, or you can connect with me via email, freeyourchildren at gmail.com. I want to thank my followers of Free Your Children who send me tips, links, and potential guests and topics for us to focus on. We want to produce content that you're interested in, so keep those coming. I really do appreciate those. Free Your Children is highlighting homeschool graduates. Oftentimes, people want to know what happens to children once they graduate homeschooling. Are they successful? Can they navigate adulthood? Well, I am honored tonight to have Tyler Terrell with us, who is a homeschool graduate. Let me tell you about Tyler. Tyler was born in North Texas in 1988 and is the oldest child of Paul and Jean Terrell. Paul taught sixth grade at Liberty Christian School for 12 years and decided to homeschool. Tyler and his younger siblings were homeschooled from day one through graduation. Tyler's education included the usual subjects with the addition of studying creationism, biology via fish tank, Christian apologetics, and exceeding the government recommended 30 minutes of playing outside every day. Upon graduation in 2007, his accomplishments included playing the guitar, earning a black belt in Taekwondo, over 15 state championships, and three national championships in gymnastics, several short-term mission trips to Brazil and Mexico, and starting his own small business in the insurance industry. In August of 2011, at age 22, Tyler opened Apex Tumbling, where he coaches tumbling and trampoline and has produced half a dozen national champions and over 50 state champions. In the fall of 2011, Tyler and his trampoline slam dunk team set a Guinness World Record on national TV on Live with Regis and Kelly with the most front flip slam dunks in 30 seconds. Tyler came to know Jesus Christ as his Savior at a young age and has been sanctified and matured through the discipleship of his father and the godly men that Paul encouraged Tyler read and listen to. 
In 2016, Tyler married Kristen and considers this his finest accomplishment to date. They currently reside in a a 110-year-old home and are actively growing as many fruit and vegetables as possible. Their son and daughter are five and three who are likely to have several more siblings, Lord willing. Tyler and Kristen desire more children and arrows to raise, train, and launch into the world with a purpose of living victorious and godly lives. To influence the culture, raise large, even more victorious families of their own in order to take the world for Jesus Christ and his kingdom. Amen and welcome, Tyler. We're glad to have you with us tonight. Thank you, Tiffany. It's an honor. Well, tell us about your experience as a child growing up being homeschooled. You're quite successful, so I see you were properly socialized. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> isn't that funny that how often that question comes up it is yes it is. my um my homeschool journey you know everybody likes to think their their journey was normal but you, the older you get the more you realize everybody's pretty different right um with with a lot of overlap of course i'm 34 now i was born in 88 mm-hmm. and somewhere along the way in the early 80s Dr. James Dobson interviewed a man by the name of Ray Moore about a book called Homegrown Kids. Mm -hmm. This had to be like 81, 82. Well, my father was probably driving around in his little Toyota, whatever it was back then, and heard that interview and just thought, what an idea. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Never really considered that, that you could do this on your own Mm -hmm. Um, and just kind of filed that away in the back of his mind, he wasn't married until 87, right. my mother. So this was, you know, the Lord planted seeds years in advance. Exactly. Fast forward to 87, my parents get married, 88, I come along. And then prior to me being born, there was a big battle in Texas over the legality of homeschooling, which culminated in a Texas Supreme Court case involving the Leeper family. Mm-hmm. And so just a few years before I was born, no, a few years after I was born, a few years before I would begin my homeschooling, mm-hmm. homeschooling had become legal in mm-hmm. Texas. I tell people that it had been illegal in Texas now, and they they're flabbergasted. They, they can't right. believe that homeschooling used to be illegal in Texas. And I'm like, oh, yeah, not, not that long ago. Right. Um, I have friends whose parents went to jail for mm-hmm. homeschooling their children illegally in the state of Texas, not in a rebellious manner, just didn't want to s- stick them on a school bus at age six and send them off to who knows where to be taught who knows what by who knows who. Exactly. So, you know, and they were the crazy ones back then. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> My dad taught sixth grade at a private Christian school here locally for 12 years mm-hmm. and just knew that there was only so much he could do with a classroom of that size. And he was allowed tremendous freedoms to teach mm-hmm. the Bible, to do devotions, to do all kinds of things in the classroom in the 90s, in the late mm-hmm. 90s. Right. But, but with 25 kids yep. and who knows what their home life is like, mm-hmm. um, there was only so much that he could do. And he knew he wanted something different for his kiddos. Wow. So here we come along. It, it caused some tension because here yes. I am getting <laughs> turning three, turning four, turning five. Hey, Paul, when are you going to put Tyler in school? You know, oh yeah, st- staff get a huge discount or, or tuition mm-hmm. for free or whatever it is. And he was just like, mm, I don't think we're going to be doing that. Right. So he was he was swimming up upstream against the current, mm-hmm. even in that situation. Right. Absolutely. Um, he he believed Proverbs. 1320, 
that says, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. And peer pressure is a real thing. And foolishness is bound up in the heart of the child. And Mm -hmm. you get a, you get 20, 25 kids all together in one room and there's bound to be some foolishness. Exactly. I agree. A lot of, I think a lot of parents think that private schools is somehow different and it, and it is in some respects in the fact that, you know, just like you mentioned, your dad had the freedom to obviously share faith and, and teach the Bible. But I think that parents need to realize that they are still being heavily influenced the majority of their time by their peers. Right. And there's just no way around that. Right. Just, no. just how the day is scheduled. There's right. just no way around it. Exactly. In the in the nineties, it was not really easy to find curriculum. There was no internet. You know, YouTube <laughs> exactly. didn't even come along till two thousand five, and it was awful. Yes. Uh, at the beginning. Uh huh. So my parents relied on book fairs, mail order catalogs, and word of mouth, and mm-hmm. it was difficult to find curriculum. A lot of times, it was just repackaged government school curriculum, and Absolutely. they didn't want mm-hmm. that. Right. And so it was very difficult. Now we have the opposite challenge in, yes. uh, in our day. There's too yeah. many curriculums. It's like, how do you, yes. you end up feeling like a terrible person and terrible parent because you can't teach your kid 93 subjects every day? <laughs> exactly. I hear, you know, parents, I, I was just in a thread earlier today where a family was considering homeschooling next year. And the very first question or, or statement they always make is which which curriculum do I need to be choosing? I'm looking at this curriculum and I always say, step back for a moment. Don't allow that to be your first step. I highly encourage you first to decide which homeschool method you plan to implement for your family that may look mm-hmm. different for you know every individual child. We know that curriculums are expensive. And I think until you kind of do your research and find your footing a little bit, Sometimes parents can, you know, drop a lot of money on a curriculum that isn't necessarily a good fit. So you're right. There's just so many options now that I think for parents, it's very overwhelming. I can relate to your story about, you know, how it used to be with no Internet for us. We this is our 20th year of homeschooling. So when we first started, you're right. There was no there was no Facebook. There was really no social media. We lived, uh, you know, in an area where we didn't have good service to begin with. So even, even when it came on the forefront, you know, it was dial up and, and there were, it was a lot harder for us to find other families that were homeschooling. Did your parents experience that as well? Trying to connect with other homeschoolers? We were very blessed. We lived in a, in a little neighborhood a few minutes away from the school dad taught at. Mm-hmm. And early on, there were two families on our street that actually homeschooled and they oh, had wow. boys my age. I was the youngest of the three, but le- they did not, um, they did not continue all the way through high school. I think one switched to public, went to public school mm-hmm. around the, the fifth grade or so. And then the other one switched over to Christian school. Mm-hmm. And the one, this is anecdotal evidence, certainly, but the, the one who switched over to Christian school is a happy young man my age and walking with the Lord. And one who went to government school has had a very difficult time and is not mm-hmm. walking with the Lord and has been a grief to his mother and, and father. I'm not in contact with him, unfortunately. But that's, right. you know. Yeah. Well, that definitely, you don't make like rules you from said. that kind of things. But yeah. the, um, the, the desire yeah. for parents yeah. to be heavily involved in the, their, the education of their children is quite an indicator for um, in the future of that. Absolutely. That 
And you spoke about antidotal evidence and, and you really touched on something when you said that, because as we know, I think it's upwards of 80 percent. And I'm probably probably being uh, very lean in that estimate right there when I say that. But we know that the majority of Christian parents, upwards of 85 percent, send their children to government schools. And then we we see from the statistics that about 80 percent, 75 to 80 percent of those children are falling away from the faith in droves. It is. You know, there's really nothing else that Christian parents agree on so widely. We can't agree on what version of the Bible to read from, right. <laughs> what denomination to be a part of, what yep. movies to go see, mm-hmm. uh, who to vote for. But it's funny, 80 percent. That's yep. that's a staggering number. You know, Proverbs Proverbs says it well. Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Mm-hmm. There's blessings. There's grace. There's there's exceptions to the rule. But I think uh, generally speaking, we can take God's proverbs to heart and draw a lot from that. So we had some friends on the street trying to think. My first curriculum that I really remember was called Sing, Spell, Read, and Write. Mom heard about it for yep. some friends of hers, mm-hmm. and she grew up in Dallas and and learned the whole word method of reading. She didn't learn phonics, so she was very insistent that we were going to learn phonics. And it came in this big red tub with a little whiteboard on top that kind of slid off and had the alphabet on it and ribbon on the top and the bottom and cassette tapes and VHS Mm -hmm. tapes and lessons (laughs) on phonics. And so we learned songs to the alphabet and how Mm -hmm. the the short A sound and the long A sound and all that stuff. And I remember very little of of what actually that consisted of over the next year, but I learned to read and I learned to read well. And I really learned uh, to love reading. My parents read aloud to us very faithfully. Mm. And when we, when my parents started that, my mother realized that reading aloud was not something she had ever done. So she Uh had to develop that skill, but she, you know, I was five, so I didn't notice at all. Right. You know, they started reading to us younger than that. But Uh it's it's very forgiving when you're young, when the kids are young, but they don't know that you're one lesson ahead of them or that you're just reading off the page for the first time of where to draw the lines to connect the letters to the animal that it corresponds with. You do not have to have a degree in education and neither of my parents did. My dad was a the teacher, but he didn't have a degree in it and he didn't do the lion's share of the homeschooling. My mother had a college degree and it, it wasn't in that field at all. Right. So and, and I think parents, can be encouraged. Well, absolutely. And, and, you know, I do have a teaching degree and I tell people all the time that was a detriment to our homeschool journey. It wasn't mm. <laughs> people automatically assume that if you're a teacher that, you know, it's a more natural transition for you to homeschool your children that in some, some ways that it should make it easier. But you know, for me, I had to unlearn everything that I thought I knew about education because the very first thing that I did when we began our homeschool journey was to try to bring public school home, which was an epic disaster. So I tell parents over and over again, do not do that. Do not recreate the public school at home. And additionally, parents need to understand that you can learn right alongside your children. If you don't, you're not going to know everything. No one knows everything, right? Certainly. And so, you know, make it a journey where you are exploring and learning together. And what you're doing is you're modeling for your children that learning is a lifelong process. So don't allow that to hold you back. And we both know, and and our listeners, I want you to know this too, God equips. He will equip you for your homeschool journey. That's right. Everybody wants a list of things to do and things not to do. And really, there's an old saying, if, if you don't know where you're going, any train will get you there. Right. If you don't have an idea of what you want your children to be like, 
when they're 20, then you will be tossed about by the mm-hmm. fads and and flashy covers at the book fair. Mm-hmm. And there's really just a, only a few non-negotiables usually for each family mm-hmm. regarding the education of their children. And if you can find out what those are, everything else is kind of, you know, extra. And if, that's not to say that, that academics are not important. They most certainly are. But every family is going to have different skills and desires and visions and needs. And, and God allows for that. It's a scary responsibility, but parents don't have to know everything that they're going to teach their children. But, uh, you know, right, right then when they're beginning the journey, there's certainly room for learning and refining and even pulling a 180 if you have to halfway through if something's not working for you. Absolutely. But, but um, if you have kind of the general direction and some specifics nailed down for your family, it's a lot easier to figure out what fits with that and what doesn't. Absolutely. How do you think that homeschooling prepared you for life, Tyler? You know, in in some ways it didn't, and then other ways it did. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll probably need to break that down. <laughs> <laughs> the, the curriculum was Christian that we used, but not particularly so. If my parents had relied on the curriculum to Christianize my thinking, it would have been pretty disastrous. Right. So my parents used homeschooling to prepare me for life. A lot of people think that if they plug this information into their kid's head, you know, like a computer, the output will be such and such. And people just aren't robots. Right. We're biological and we have souls and there's sin and rebellion and grace and mercy and things that a given child is bent to versus not. And so it's a little more organic than that. So they prepared me for life. We read scriptures daily together as a family. Um, my my dad read to us incessantly. We re- he read the entire Narnia series to us when we were younger and did all the voices, and that was fun. Uh, incidentally, on reading, kids can listen at a much higher grade level than they can read, and my parents really took advantage of that. Absolutely. They, we, audiobooks in the car, podcasts, radio programs, and so we listened to a lot of a lot of good things. And that was very beneficial to me. Later on, when my parents realized they wanted to equip us at about age 12 or 13, dad got really convicted about doing, we just called it doing Bible, doing mm-hmm. kind of family worship every day. We pray, read and sing. And he also used that time to equip us for other things. He was up on the local news and the national news and knew he was watching the kinds of trouble that our country was getting into. Mm-hmm. And he intentionally prepared us to deal with issues that he believed were likely for us to come into contact with or things that tripped up a lot of Christians easily because they're nearly true. Yeah, that's very important that what you're touching on right now, because it's a good glimpse into what homeschooling really is. It's not nearly as much about the curriculum. It's about an extension of parenthood and parenting your children and discipling and teaching them. That's all part of homeschooling. And and I would say for a Christian, that's the largest part of homeschooling. Absolutely. You are discipling Mm -hmm. children. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we studied the creation and evolution debate. We studied what the the quote unquote homosexual Christian movement was saying. We studied Mm -hmm. critics of the Bible, church history, American history, uh, modern psychology, apologetics, how to share the gospel with with people. And dad wanted us to be able to recognize unbiblical ideas, understand, understand what they led to, 
and mm-hmm. be able to refute them and withstand them. He taught us hermeneutics so that we could read the scriptures for ourselves. He utilized video series online as often as he could. And the older I get, the more I realize how unusual my upbringing was. So mm-hmm. I'm extremely thankful for the work my parents put in to prepare us to be victorious in our Christian lives and not fall prey to some of the easy traps that get set for for naive Christian children. Yes, um, you, were, you were blessed to have godly yeah. parents that took the responsibility of discipling you seriously. Mm-hmm. You're an entrepreneur, Tyler. Do you feel like homeschool provided you with an opportunity to pursue your interest and spark your creative side? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And really, there's nothing else compared to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see how my life would look even remotely like it does now if I had had any kind of other educational upbringing. The nice thing about homeschooling is that you're not required to be in a seat a minimum number of hours a day. Right. So we got our schoolwork done as fast as we could. My siblings mm-hmm. and I were out the door as quick as we were done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, during high school, I regularly finished my schoolwork and reading around 1.30 or 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. And I walked down to the local neighborhood pond with another homeschool friend three days a week and went fishing for an hour or two before I drove up to the gym to coach for a few hours and then train. Mm -hmm. That freedom allowed me to work a part-time job several hours a day while I was in high school and train as an upper level gymnast and still pursue other interests. That led to me later getting to travel the country as an elite gymnast, meet people Mm -hmm. all over the world. Uh, That would help me later on as a gym owner It eventually led to relationships that would um, provide me the opportunity to set a Guinness world record and all because I had the time and the freedom to pursue the things that interested me Mm -hmm. and that I was good at. Right. Exactly. Well, you have two small children, right? Yes, ma'am. Have either of those children started school yet? We started homeschooling my son when he was like, three and a half just so mama could get it sounds better than it is she just wanted (laughs) 10 minutes of peace and quiet so he could sit at the table and color because he's i mean he's my son so he's 90 miles an hour all day long right mouth mouth body mind everything just nonstop. um but he he really latched on to the alphabet and so that led Mm -hmm. into you know one letter per page with a crayon and you run out of paper really fast that way. I wish we'd have thought of doing an iPad or something. But uh, <laughs> so great. he he's he's five and a half. He'll be six in November, and he's he's reading mm-hmm. simple uh, words. Sometimes mm-hmm. some days go better than others, but that's okay. Um, my second, my daughter, uh, loves her numbers and is terrible at her. At her letters, but that's just, you know, <laughs> she's three, so. Right. You're obviously homeschooling your children, right? We are. So this was just a natural leap for you to take. It wasn't really a leap. It's what you had always known. So Absolutely. did you always know that you were going to homeschool your children? Absolutely. And, you know, this may upset some people here, but when I started courting my wife, uh, each of us had a, happened to have a couple of deal breaker questions. Uh-huh. You know, if she didn't want kids, for example, then this was not going to work out for us. Um, But one of my non-negotiables was that I want to homeschool my my children. And she's a homeschool graduate as well. And she was thrilled to hear that. And Mm -hmm. so we're both second generation, oldest kid, homeschool graduates. 
educating our children at home, and it's a wonderful blessing. Absolutely. That's amazing. As a father, what do you feel like your role is in the homeschool journey? Hmm. Well, I take what the scriptures say very seriously. Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9 is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord with all your heart and all your soul and all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them uh, diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand. And they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your houses and on your gates. And so the the day-to-day details of the sitting down and working through the workbook does not fall to me as much because I'm out of the home usually providing for the family. And that falls mm-hmm. to my wife. But I provide the walk-along, talk-along um, situations just as well mm-hmm. as my wife does. Um, but then also vision and specifics on direction mm-hmm. and then support. So I provide the, the, the goal, you know, what is the end goal? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to use the word product, but what right. do we want our children to be capable of and educated in 15, 20 years from now? Mm-hmm. Um, what is going on in our culture that they're going to need to be able to withstand and not just say no to, but have a positive response, um, an affirmative um, alternative to and I also provide the resources for homeschooling financially. Uh, that means if I need to bring in some extra money and we sell some stuff or whatever, then daddy does that so that I, my wife can be free to do the most important thing, which is care for the souls in our home. Um, Absolutely. I provide the resources emotionally, and I take that very seriously of providing a stable, joyful, um, peaceful home uh-huh. for her to to raise our children in. And then... Um, biblically, I'm the spiritual head of my family. And so I lead devotions and family worship and catechism and ask my wife to teach them such and such a song this week on the piano so that we can sing it all together, you know, um, next week and that kind of stuff. And I look at the vision long term. Uh And one time I heard somebody ask the question, what do you wish your grandfather had been building for you 40 years ago? That was bearing fruit. Uh Mm-hmm. And that's the question I ask myself on a daily basis. What will my grandchildren wish that I was doing today? Right. That would ben- that would benefit them and their community and their lives and their Absolutely. spiritual yes. legacy. Absolutely. So that's my job for my kids and my grandkids. Well, what a blessing, Tyler, because we, we both know that the most important work that we can do is within the walls of our own homes. And so, you know, parents... Please, if you're listening to this and you have not started discipling your families, reading the Bible together as a family, pick the Bible up, do that today, start today. The Lord equips, he will lead you and guide you throughout that process. I think a lot of parents, Tyler, especially if they didn't have the same upbringing as you experienced with parents who fully discipled you, it can be intimidating at first for them to start implementing these things within their own home. What advice would you give to those parents? Start small. It's a tremendous responsibility. And the Lord is so kind to us in giving us small children who aren't very smart, (laughs) you know, at first. (laughs) That's right. um, And so you're going to make mistakes. um, But I would say practical advice is just keep it simple. 
mm-hmm. short and sweet and simple and emphasis on sweet is uh, much more important than um, depth, especially when they're young. Mm-hmm. If you can develop an appetite in your children for learning the things you desire them to be learning, you can you can get to the to the high school and college degree you know level stuff later right um especially if they're young they don't have an appetite for sitting and listening to you read the bible for 30 minutes right no matter how old they are if you have not done that regularly don't do that mm-hmm. do do 10 minutes mm-hmm. make it engaging pray sing and then be on your merry way and after a month bump it up five or ten minutes and Great as they advice. become engaged mm-hmm. they will be more interested and you are more likely to win their hearts and not uh, you know, endow bitterness on them by having to sit through another one of dad's lectures. Like this is not seminary. I'm eight. <laughs> right. Know? Yes. And some, we, we have to be protected, protective of, of having joy and how we, mm. how we go about this. Absolutely. So you're in Texas, correct? Yes, ma'am. What are some homeschool uh, resources in your area that if there are parents listening to this and they're con- uh, considering homeschooling, that they could implement in Texas. There's great book fairs. If you're anywhere close to DFW, which it feels like half of Texas is, um, the book fairs are really phenomenal. Um, really now the best thing is that geography does not prohibit us anymore. Uh, thanks to the internet. It's a Mm -hmm. wonderful tool. And if you are wise with it, mm-hmm. you can bring things into your home that will benefit you. I mean, the the quality of content that is just on YouTube is astounding to me. Mm-hmm. Just astounding. Sometimes better instruction that you can than you can get um, in a, in an actual institution. Mm-hmm. Um, Co ops are great. Um, one of the things that I did as a youngster was co-ops and so did my wife. We have not done that so much with our kiddos. Um, We basically have kind of an impromptu co-op just because both of sets of our parents are very close by. Mm -hmm. And so we've got tons of family nearby, tons of homeschooling friends nearby. So we don't do anything um, structured at this point, but we're, we're beginning to get into those ages and a little co-op is something we're actually looking at starting ourselves. Right. That's fantastic. Well, Mm -hmm. Tyler, we really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to share with us your homeschooling journey and encouraging parents. And I hope we have some fathers out there that will listen to this particular episode and be encouraged with all that you shared with us today. And I want to take the time to thank Safe Storage again for sponsoring tonight's show. If you are in the Middle Tennessee area and have storage needs, You need to contact Safe Storage and they will take care of everything that you need. It's safestoragetn.com. And I want to leave you with this. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. James 1, 21. We love you here at WXRQ, but remember, Jesus loves you so much more. Good night and God bless.